Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra $0.25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a $0.25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Astros Baseball. Your 2022 World Series champion Houston Astros-based podcast. And speaking of that, they had a parade. And I'm going to bring him in. Tom, what's up, buddy? Did you go to the parade? Because you said you were going to go, and I haven't (laughs) seen any pictures or anything. Let's tell all. Did you go to the parade? I did not. And there's a story to tell, so I will tell it. I had every intention of going. The word on the street was that the owner of the company I work for, diehard Astros fan, the last time the Astros won the World Series, he sent everybody to the parade, paid them, but you had to go to work. And he said, as long as you take a picture downtown somewhere, everything's good. So went into work with the idea that that was the plan. That is not what happened. However, I will say this. They played the parade on every TV in the building. Everybody was allowed to watch it. So I totally watched it. It was it was a really, really well done uh, event. I think that the crowd was responsible for the most part. I think only one person got arrested. I think there was only one fight. And when you take into account there were 2 million people in one little spot in downtown Houston, I think that's pretty good. How about the guy in the bikini on the lights? Did they ever make him get down? I think they did, but apparently that's not his first rodeo. He did it in 2017 as well. Oh, so he's reliving old memories. (laughs) Let me tell you this. I I wrote this down because I didn't want to forget. So we were at HEB the other day buying groceries, and I can't remember what day it was. But I needed pins because I keep my pin in my pocket at work, and it always breaks. The little plastic thing breaks off. So I'm like, I got to get one of these metal pins because that metal pin doesn't break. 
So I open it up. I'm starting to take notes. It's a three. It's like writing with a razor blade. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> you know they have different sizes. You can you can change that. I know. I wanted a seven yeah. or a five, but three. Fives I are mean, good if you have if you're at work and you have the right little spaces, but but five. I mean, five's pretty good, but three, man. I'm telling you, this thing is sharp. <laughs> but let's start with it, buddy. We we're gonna start with James Click and Dusty Baker. They did get their one year deals or one year extensions. I don't know what to call it. So Dusty Baker, they brought him in as the deflector. You know, after the the scandal came out, but the team loves him. You know, sometime during the season, you might be like, oh, I don't know, Dusty's not that good. Maybe we need someone else. But he ends up doing a great job. And what I heard is that he received his contract offer right after the game or, you know, very soon after the game. But Click didn't have one. And he had to sit through a uh, meeting, you know, I mean, uh, what, like, with the media asking them questions like, what, when are you, you going to come back? How can you have a contract? So what do you think about this? I mean, this guy came in 2020, went to the ALCS, took him to the World Series, took him to the World Series again. Why isn't this guy getting a contract? I know you said he butts heads with the owners, but what's going on? So I don't think that Click has agreed to anything yet. There was an initial rumor out there that they both of them were coming back on one year deals. I think there is a I know there is a press conference today at noon. The idea behind that supposedly if if you believe Chandler Rome is that Dusty will get introduced today. However, Click is in Las Vegas for the GM meetings and they're still negotiating. I think something's been offered to him, but I don't think that he's because right now the 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 narrative out there in, in, you know, the media or whatever is that, why is this guy only getting a one-year deal? You know, like he has a resume that would say he should have a long-term contract. However, when you look at the team that he's navigated since 2020, it's primarily been a team that was crafted and architect by Jeff Lunau. So while he's made some moves that I would I would say are, are good moves. And if there's an article on The Athletic that kind of speaks to it a little more where he had a deal in place for uh, Wilson Contreras from the Cubs. And it was going to be a one-for-one -one swap with Jose Arquiti and Dusty and James Click, or James Click, I'm sorry. Jim Crane turned it down. They said, nope, we, we, we don't want that. So I don't, I wonder if he would accept a lesser contract knowing that he may not have the freedom that he would want to be a general manager. Whereas I don't know what else is available. I don't even know if there's another job out there. He, he this is probably the best job he's going to land. So it's kind of like, what do you want? Do you, do you want to have the control? Do you want to have the freedom to, to build a team as you see fit? Or do you want to be the general manager of potentially two-time World Series champion, you know, or back-to-back -back World Series champion Houston Astros? So it's going to be interesting to see what happens there because I don't think that is resolved, and I don't think it will be 
anytime soon. So that's where I read it on SI.com. And I have to look at it again because they they reported that it was an insulting contract offer and that uh, Jim Crane should wear his ring on his middle finger. And that's where I read it, that he offered Dusty right after World Series, but Click, he, Click didn't get an offer. And then Click was at the parade, not knowing that he had an offer, but I agree with you on one on on he the team I think me and you like even if you talk about Dusty you or I could have done either one of their jobs and got <laughs> really really far they probably know more than us and not probably I'm really quite sure they do but with the talent and the team that was already there we could have done a good job so who knows it's 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 tough because on one end you want to respect the the job that he's done, right? This team got got the job done. They went to the World Series last year. You know, <clears throat> these are not things that should be scoffed at. But at the same time, how much did he do to impact any of that? And then, like we talked about in the last podcast about him butting heads on the Verlander deal, like if 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 the general manager and the owner don't have the same vision or, or don't have the same thought process with respect to the finances, I don't know how you work together. I don't either. You would think the GM should pretty much have most of the power building the team. And maybe the money wise that he has the, Hey owner, we can get this guy, but this is what he wants. But, I mean, overall, if you look at his body of work, whether his team was already built or whatever, he's done a good job. Him and Dusty both came on after the stuff came out, and and they've kept the train rolling. So unless there's differences in the way they went around their team, I don't see any reason to not re-sign him. And people talk about Luno coming back, but he's got his soccer team. I don't know if he would want to come back. What would he have to prove to come back? And uh, But what else is there? Who else would you get? Does Jim Crane want someone that, like Jerry Jones, he just puppet masters the guy and he's really not a GM, he's just doing what the owner says? I mean, who else is he going to get? So I kind of feel like that's the scenario that James Click is in now. Like, if the Verlander thing and the Contreras thing are both true, then he really didn't have – I mean, yeah, he was tasked to go out and get somebody – but it was really going to be up to the owner. It wasn't like, hey, just go build my team and I, I back you. It's like, wait, 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 wait. Let me, let me, let me read over all this. So I and and kind of like Jerry Jones, like you spoke to, I feel like that would shy other GMs away. Like, I don't know that I want to go in there knowing that I'm gonna basically have to run everything, which I mean everything runs for the owner anyway, right? But yeah. like not have the backing, not have the I trust your decision backing where like he's like, well, that's cool. Let me review it. And I'll tell you what I think to go out and get a guy like Contreras. That's who they were. You know, they were talking about getting last year straight up for a Pretty good deal. Especially if we didn't have Maldi, but uh, I'm totally lost what I was saying. But <laughs> if you, and now I remember if you like, okay, I'm going to go out all right, I made a great deal. I'm going to give one of our extra pitchers away and get this really good catcher that is, you know, will boost our offense. 
man, this is exciting. No, no, you're not doing it. It's got to be disheartening. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, if you go to the press conferences, even if James Click doesn't want to come back, he's not going to say that. He's just going to say, I haven't, you know, we're in conversations or whatever, but we'll find out. Tom said at noon, we'll find out. For sure, Dusty's coming back. I'm I'm pretty pretty sure about that. He wants to win another one. And uh, you got to be like uh, Mattress Mac and get to Vegas and put a bet down. I, I mean, how much could you put down? What's the largest wager that you could afford to lose? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a loaded question. I mean, all of it. If, if yeah. you have that kind of confidence, you know. I was I was trying to think about like because I have a decent savings, and I was thinking, what kind of chunk of that would I have if I would have had the guts to risk that? Because he bet what uh, ten million, and it got went to seventy five million. So I was thinking if I bet 10,000, I would have got 75,000 if my math is correct. And I was like, maybe I should have did that. But to, to bet on the team to win the World Series out of 29 other teams and nobody's won it twice in a row in like 30 years or something like that, like I wouldn't have bet that. Yeah, but the way I look at the Mattress Mac bet situation, and I don't know if I'm wrong on this or not, is that he's just basically taking the money that you're spending on all this furniture and running to Vegas with it and putting it on the Astros. Yeah. And if he loses, then, Hey, I'm going to need that, that mattress money. If he wins then Oh, Oh, here you go. You know, here, cause I mean, I'm sure it's like, it's like all on interest or, or, you know, there's a yeah. payment plans, that kind of deal. But he's basically, betting your money that he made from the sales of the furniture so it's not like he's going i mean i'm sure he is going into his own pocket but i'm sure he's backing it up against the sales you know what i mean like he's not really losing on that deal and he's potentially winning well he did win you know 75 million dollars so he bet their 10 million turn into 75 and he gives them their 10 million back Exactly. If he, if he loses the ten million, he's kind of he's still he's just kind of giving furniture away for free then, sort of. Basically, but I feel yeah. like with the with the, I knew it had something to do with the you know the the money that he was promising to give the people, but I didn't I didn't kind of look at it that way that he was using your money. Because like I mean I mean that's just the way I see it. Because like come buy this furniture if you buy this furniture and the Astros win it all you get it all. But like, if you if, <laughs> if you don't like if you don't look at it that way, I feel like it's not like he went out and made the bet before. I guess the promotion launched. That'd be like betting it now, you know. Yeah. I'm sure opening oh, day. Oh, he though, didn't bet it at the beginning of the year. He could have made a lot more money. Right, right, right. Well, I think he made multiple bets throughout the season. Oh, okay. So, and I think okay, let me generate some revenue from this furniture, and then. Let's put it on, put it on the Strohs. All right, let me generate some more. Let's put it on the Strohs. Because I think he made like 10 bets or something like that. It wasn't like all one, you know, shot. No. And then when you think about it too, like he probably gets that furniture at a discounted rate. Like, you know, most people that buy a product and then sell a product. So he's really only out whatever that money was. Oh, and if yeah, you yeah. offset, and if you offset, you know, whatever that, whatever that, marketing he's off, he's off his price not the price we're paying 
Exactly. All right. So let's talk about this. Speaking of price tags, Astros have some free agents. They've got Montero, Vasquez, Diaz, Yuli Gurriel, Brantley, and Castro. After the season, none of these guys had contracts, and they all opted for free agency. I don't know if that's just something that happens. It's just the way they word it because they don't have a contract. Um, but let's start with it. We got one, two, three, six guys. Okay, we're gonna we'll go one by one. They're not in any order. They're just in order that the Astros listed them. So I don't have them listed like I think we should keep this guy. But it kind of worked out that way because number one is Rafael Montero. And even their story that I read that they said they should bring him back. He made $2.7 million this year. So how much would you pay him? How many years? And do you want him back? And you also mentioned last time that he was going to Maybe somebody would over, over overpay for him to be a closer, so maybe that might price him out. So Rafael Montero. So again, I, I uh, I've been thinking about this, and the the coworker that will not be named, uh, we talked about it yesterday. Same thing, free agents. What we're gonna do? That kind of deal. Rafael Montero, in my mind, is the one of all of them that is probably gonna be the hardest to retain. And I say that because of what you just said. You paid $2.75 million. He's probably going to command a hefty raise because, let's face it, he was basically the setup man and closer for a little bit for the Houston Astros and, for the most part, pitched well. Obviously, there were, there were bumps in the road here or there. He's got the arsenal to close. That's an option. And some team may say, you know what, I can pay this guy Eight million to close for me, because I, I want to say Presley's making fifteen, and the and uh, Diaz from the Mets just got twenty million a year for five years. So this these these relievers aren't getting cheaper, and now you've got one that's in a premium bullpen who pitched really well. So I could see him totally being out of whatever it is the Astros want to pay when you think about the other positions that they may want to attack. So whenever I listed this on Twitter, I put Montero as the number one guy we should bring back. And that's out of these six. And number two, well, I won't go with my number two because we're going to go in order here. So number <laughs> two on the list. So what I say, Montero, I think we should bring him back. Hopefully he would want to come back, but, I, I, I wouldn't even have thought about that, but I think he's going to get priced out. So I don't think he's going to come back, but I think we should get. Him. Uh, next one is Christian Vasquez. Uh, we've got Yonder Diaz, Corey Lee on the 40, 40 man, Maldonado. I think he's going to go back to Boston. There's really nowhere for him. He's not going to stay here and be a backup. Do we need him? Not really. I mean, I, I just don't see that. I don't see it coming together. So I, I say no, he's going to be gone. And with those guys there, I don't think we're going to even try to keep him. I don't think so either. I mean, you mentioned Corey Lee. There's also your guy, Luke Berryhill. There, there's so many options at catcher for the Astros. And then I read uh, a report that came out from SI saying that the Astros might still be in on Wilson Contreras. He's a free agent, which 
I can't imagine that being the case unless Maldi was going to take a back seat. And I don't see it. You know, he he played all season long. He, he caught every game. So he's he's obviously can play with an injury. So I feel like Maldi's still probably going to be the starting catcher. And he's and he's really like for what he provides, he's really reasonably priced. So why go and spend crazy money for a big bat when I mean it'd be nice to have, but you don't really need. Yeah. If he wasn't a catcher, yeah. But I think I think the Astros are happy with Maldonado. I think the pitchers are happy with him. And I think and the fans love him. So I don't I don't see him going anywhere. So I think we're set there at catcher. Uh Aledmus Diaz. I think with Dubon and Hensley already on the roster, Diaz didn't really do anything all year. I do not see any reason to sign this guy. I won't say that. I think early on in the season, Diaz was really carrying uh, that 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 super utility role when guys were nicked up. I know that when Pena was struggling early on, he stepped in that role a little bit. So I won't say he, he's like, I won't say he doesn't have value. I just don't know if he has value on this team. I think that there'll be other teams that'll probably want his services. I don't think it'll be a priced out thing. I just believe we have a cheaper option in Hensley. I also really, really like the idea if they bring Yuli back to make him that super utility guy. Uh, I think in spurts, you could see Yuli play really well the postseason, obviously really well, keep him fresh, that kind of deal. Not, not, you know, he's 38. He's, he's not a young guy anymore. So I think you can bring him back as that guy and everything still kind of rolls along. So next up is Yuli Gurriel on the list. So thanks for jumping ahead of that. <laughs> so like you said, knee injury, age, is there going to be an opening? You have Mancini who has a mutual option. So if he wants to stay here and they want him, that's going to be our first baseman. And I think, I don't think there's as much as we want Yuli. I don't know if, if they're going to be able to have both of them. What do you think? Well, I think they can. I, I, I mean, Honestly, it just depends on if, if Yuli feels like he needs to go and make X amount of dollars. Obviously, there will be teams that would want his services. So if he feels, hey, I'm I, a la Carlos Correa, I'm this caliber guy, I deserve this caliber money. And it's not about the money as much as about what it represents, you know, how talented of a player you are, right? And and I think Carlos spoke to that too when he left. But if Yuli wants to stay on this team, I think there's definitely a role for him. I think there's definitely a place for him. And you just the clubhouse culture, all that. He is an icon in uh, the Dominican. So he's like, people are, are constantly wanting to come to the Astros because their hero, Yuli Gurriel, plays for them. So why would you want to upset that? If I'm the Astros, if I can make it work, I would make it work. Cuba. There you go. <laughs> So, you know, Yuli's my boy. Love Yuli. But you're right. I mean, he can play first. He can play second. He can play third. DH. Just play him sporadically. What is it? Sporadically. 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 And then start him at first in the World Series. You know what I mean? Just keep him. Because you know he's going to show up. You know he's going to show up. So, I think I had him as the third person to keep. I had Montero, somebody else, and then Yuli. And my someone else was Michael Brantley. 
I think because we if if he wouldn't have got hurt, just think about that lineup with Michael Brantley. And I know we already spoke about it. Uh he played 64 games this year. He had 288, 370 on base percentage, 785 OPS. Not gonna he doesn't drive in a lot of runs for some reason, but he he gets on base. He has high average. And if you had him in left field and Alvarez at DH or or vice versa, switching him around, our offense definitely would have been a lot better. But can he stay healthy? What do you think about Michael Brantley? So I think Michael Brantley is going to be a similar situation that Yuli Gurriel is in. If he wants to be on this club, I think there's a way to make that work. Financially, structurally, like you just spoke to, there are ways to make that happen. However, there's also probably going to be a market for him too. If he wants to go play left field every day, if he wants to be paid like an everyday left fielder, he can most certainly get that money from another team. There will be suitors, I think. It'll just be, are are they going to be in a position to contend? Does he does that matter to him? He's got a ring now. Does he need that? You know, does he need to go chase another ring? Then the then the list dwindles down. So, I read an article. I think it was SI also that said that, or maybe it was a maybe it was something from Click on Twitter. I think that's where it was, where. Jordan is most likely going to be the everyday left fielder next year. Oh, yeah. And if that's the case, now you're not looking for a left fielder. You're looking for a DH and a platoon guy. So does Michael Brantley want to be that? I think he'd be great, you know, just go up there and be a professional hitter, you know. And 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 I think being in that two-hole is why his numbers weren't more, you know, left fieldish, I guess you, you could say. Yeah. So... But, I, I mean, it's really going to be up to him. You know, I think that if I read anything from the way uh, Crane talked, you know, during the parade and, and after the celebration and all that, I feel like he wants to run it back. I feel like if the guys want to come back and play for this team, he wants to have them. It's just going to be a question of, well, what's it going to cost to do it? I think he wants to add to it. I think that this is one of those moments where you just really solidify your team as, as just an, an epic dynasty. Like we talked about and he sees it. He's like, look, the window's not closing. The window's not closing. He understands that this core that he has has probably about four, maybe five more years left in it. So try to maximize those next four to five more years before the next young crop comes through. I read something that said, I guess they were talking to Brantley and he said he wanted to stay in Houston. And I believe the last contract he signed was what two for two years for thirty million, so he makes about fifteen. Who knows if he wants to stay here, he'll take a team friendly contract. But a healthy Michael Brantley would be perfect on our team. But you also look at if Alvarez, if Alvarez is going to be the full time left fielder, then you may want someone with a little more power at your DH spot. I mean, again, if you put, if but you they put can rotate two, back and forth, which true. would be a good thing to have Brantley. But I mean, if you put him in your two hole and, and he's on base all the time for Jordan, do you care? Like the lineup's going to be, so fine. he's the same. He just doesn't need. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. And the one thing I'll say about uh, Michael Brantley, that makes me think that you're right, that he wants to be here, that he wants to come back. I've never seen anybody speak so graciously of a ball club while being injured. You know, 
in the clubhouse the whole nine coming up on free agency. If he didn't want to be here, if he didn't want to be a part of this Astros team, he would have been on the couch, you know, maybe sending out the occasional tweet or whatever. But he was so a part of that clubhouse and he's in the batting cages with them. There was there was something the athletic put out about him being in the batting cages and 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 trying to talk Trey Mancini through his struggles and like giving speeches for motivating, you know, these guys. And it's like, you don't do that if you don't want to be around. You don't you don't do that if you don't want to come back. Okay, so out of these six guys, who's most likely to come back? Most likely to come back? I know this is going to sound weird, but I'm going to say Yuli. I, that's what I was going to say. Because you look at Montero, priced out, Vasquez, doesn't want to be a second-teamer, Diaz. I think Diaz has a pretty good chance. I think it's Yuli Gurriel and Brantley. Out of all these guys, that's the two guys that I can see coming back. But overall, I say Yuli. I mean, you don't have a season, a, a postseason like he did, and not want that guy to come back. Plus, he, him and Brantley want to be there. I think they'll take less money to be there, and they want to win. They want to be with those guys. So, uh, let's look at JV. He has twenty-five million dollar player option. I I know Click wants not Click, but uh, Crane Crane wants him back, and he's going to pay. He's going to pay hefty for him, and that could have a lot to do with who they can keep and who they can't keep. Well, yes and no, because the Astros are in a fantastic position with being coming off a World Series with respect to the salary cap. Like, obviously, they've got a good mix of young talent that, you know, hasn't started making the the, the big dollars they should make. So when you look at where they are financially, they could pay Justin Verlander what he should command on the open market. I don't think it'll I don't think it'll be a question of if he gets if they get like super outbid. It'll be Justin wants a new challenge or closer to home, whatever the case may be. But I I I don't see this being the same scenario like like Carlos was. Justin's gonna want a two, maybe three year deal. And I think Jim Crane is perfectly fine with offering those contracts, knowing that if I have to bite the bullet, it's not the big one. It's not the 10 year you know, because it just doesn't seem like something he's okay with. Like, I don't want to pay for the last three years of your contract just being garbage, which there's some great players that the last three years of their con- these mega contracts, pool host, A-Rod, you just really didn't get the value at all. Mm-mm. So arbitration eligible this year. Who would have thought we would have got to that warning? <laughs> um, <laughs> arbitration eligible this year. This is what I'm talking about when I said the payroll is going to go up because arbitration, it's like, I think I'm worth this much. The team says I'm worth this much. And the lawyers decided if they can't agree, you got Kyle Tucker, gold glove, all-star 100 and what? Six RBIs. You don't think this guy's going to get paid. It's arbitration. It's whatever he thinks, you know, and then Javier, arbitration. Framber Valdez, arbitration. These guys aren't going to make 700000 anymore. It might not be $20 million, but it could be three and a half. It could be five. It could be seven. You never know. And that's the thing about arbitration that kind of works in the club's favor, right? There's a, there's a happy medium that I think that they have to hit 
So he can't say I'm worth $40 million. And then an arbitrator is going to say, you know what? You're right. You're worth $40 million. So when you look at a contract, it, it is possible, but not probable. If you look at the contract that Jordan took, uh, they, they basically, so arbitration kind of works where it's like, okay, based on production, they increase your salary exponentially. They basically took that into account when they built Jordan's contract so that the next couple of years he would have made substantially more than he would have made if they would have went to arbitration. So I see Tuck getting exactly what he's worth, if not extended. And then for Amber CJ along the same lines. Yeah. Definitely going to get a little bit warning. And and Will Smith, 2023 team option, no way they keep him. And that's $13 million. Yeah, there you go. Freeze, it frees it up for those three guys. So we got uh, two guys up for awards. I thought there would be more. MVP, Jordan, is he going to win it? I don't think so. No. And then JV, Cy Young, I think he's going to win it. I agree. I, I mean, and the award thing too, like, I know you – you felt like there should be more. I think it's it's weird how they feel like with the awards they kind of spread them out. I don't think they let it let a team just dominate it, no matter how good they were. Yeah, and then uh, Pena, no Rookie of the Year finalist, but he said he'll take that ALCS MVP and the World Series MVP over that any day. And like he said in the after the game, he said that's the only trophy I care about right there. That one. Uh, so if you don't have anything to add. We have seven minutes to do fair or foul. <laughs> I do have one thing to add. add shout out to my shout out to my son Felix. His birthday today. He's thirteen. Happy birthday, son! What's his name? Felix. Felix. Happy birthday, Felix! If you listen to this, what is today? The ninth. Today is Wednesday yes. the ninth. Today is eleven nine. Ooh, eleven nine. All right. So we'll do fair or foul. Commercial free again. It's just the way it is. We're the champs. We'll do what we want. All right. So number one, I don't even know if you know this because you might have been asleep, but that Beto guy lost to Abbott. Were you surprised that he lost? Fair or foul? No, not at all. I mean, I, I understand that there is a large contingent that are trying to turn Texas blue. I understand that. I just don't think they understand that there's a larger contingent that is like, this is not how we're about. And that that doesn't align. I don't play the political game. I think neither of them, neither Republican or Democrat have my best interests at heart when they go to, when they go to make their money. They so don't. That's, that's my stance. Yeah. He didn't beat him by much. You know, the, I, you know how I told you, I, I'm not very political either, but the Democrats run everything. And I, it, I was kind of thinking, man, this guy's going to win. With the abortion thing and everything, I, I thought he had a chance, but not in Texas, Beto. Not in, so someone put a meme out, and he was like, hello, Louisiana, I'm Beto, but it was like A-E-U-X. That was Ted Cruz. <laughs> Ted Cruz did that? Yeah. Oh, wow. Did he win? Yeah, but again, oh these two, those two, those two elections were basically solely on color, if in my mind. Like... I don't think anybody is in love. Blue and red color. That's it. That's okay. it. That, that not not race. <laughs> yeah, be scared there for a minute, Tom. No, 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 no. Uh, I think that the only reason Ted Cruz is still in office is because he's a Republican for the state of Texas, and Texas is going to be Republican as long as it wants to be. 
And the only reason Beto is not in office is because he's running against the Republican in Texas. There you go. All right, number two, you have purchased 2022 World Series merchandise. I have not yet, Val. I should, but no, I'm waiting. I haven't I, either. I am waiting for the next something. I always feel like the first couple things that come out are kind of rushed. And then the next something is a little bit better. And and truth be told, Ram Shirts has a great shirt that I will buy. That was the next words out of my mouth. <laughs> it's the spaceman holding yep. the, two the two trophies. trophies. Yep. It says Space City Champs. That's an awesome shirt. Go to Ram Shirts to get that shirt, folks. Instead of paying $50, the shirts were t-shirts at the World Series was $50 for a t-shirt. I didn't even think about buying it. But <laughs> when I went in 2017, I bought a lanyard. So this year I bought a lanyard. I probably said that already. But yeah, I don't need official merchandise. Uh, Apollo makes good ones. This guy makes good ones. They all make good. But the I really do like that one. I wrote them and I told them I liked it. It's a nice shirt. I was going to buy two of them, but I didn't buy it because me and my wife won a match and he didn't have girl sizes. But anyway, go to Ram. It's a good shirt. Number three, I don't know if you've seen this, but they're starting to put Sprite in clear bottles. Have you seen that? No, I I, I don't drink sodas. You haven't seen it like in the, in the line uh-uh. of the grocery store or anything? So anyway... I can ask. I can ask myself. Fair or foul? Sprite <laughs> does not look appealing in 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 the white bottle. No, looks bad. Well, I mean, Sprite's clear, right? So what? What? Again? Yeah, but it's just you need that green bottle for it to look refreshing. <laughs> I I thought the same thing. It's white. What's wrong with the white bottle? But it just looks weird. It looks <laughs> weird. I don't like it. I don't drink Sprite anyway. I think it's gross, but. <laughs> I see the bottles and I'm like, is that a special bot? I was like, no, it's not even special. It's just white. All right. Number four. Fair foul. You know who has the best record in the NFL? Fair. It's the Philadelphia Eagles. They're undefeated. I didn't know that. Uh, I follow everything. I'm a sports junkie, bad. If there was AA meetings for sports people, I'd be at one probably. I do not watch NFL at all. I did not know that. That's that's kind of why I wrote it. I didn't know. But I, <laughs> I, I believe I did. Now that you're saying that, I do believe I saw something about that. And that's weird. How are they? How are they good? Oh, no, it's not weird. If you look at their roster, you know exactly how they're good. Oh, they're good. They got, they're, they're, their offense is loaded and uh, the defense is pretty good. So oh, I didn't know. Good that. on both sides of the ball. Well, like I said, I don't watch it. All right, number five, you would date or marry a woman taller than you. Oh, fair. Absolutely. I don't, I don't, How I tall don't see are you? that. <laughs> five, nine. <laughs> you would date a chick six, one? Absolutely. Really? I, I, I don't feel like that's a problem for me. I don't know why. I don't know why some people get that way. Like, like it's like a, I have to, a dominance thing. Not a problem. It's not a dominance thing, but who wants then a what girl is taller it? than them? Then what? What is it? It's weird. How? What? What? What does it do? What does it change? I don't know. It just <laughs> because the anatomy is still the same. She's still you know, gorgeous. I mean, that's true. What, but what I, does it change? I, I, is I mean, it do- most is it most... dominance that makes you want that? I think that's exactly what it is. I just couldn't do it. 
But it why? doesn't matter to me. My, my wife is five foot one. But 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 why? <laughs> what would you? I didn't feel... pick her because she's five one. We just no. met online, you know. <laughs> no no no, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, would you feel different about her if she was six one? I wouldn't be married to her if she was six one. Wow, that's crazy to me. It's weird, right? So I didn't bit. think that I didn't think that that would have conversation, or I wouldn't. I would. I would have like hurried up. I would have rushed the podcast because that's interesting. So if you guys are listening, I know Steve and some other guys. Y'all listen. What do y'all think? Would you date a woman taller than you? All right, but we're about to run out of time. But so for Tom, the guy that didn't go to the parade, and me, thanks for tuning in. We're the World Series champs, and we will see you next time on Astros Baseball. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.